0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors Podcast. I'm Patrick flying solo. So the Warriors are now four and one. They beat the Kings at home at Chase Center on a not necessarily a buzzer beater uh, by Clay Thompson. There were like 0.2 seconds left, but it pretty much was. Uh, he really, really needed that. And when you look at Clay in the grand scheme of things, I mean everything that he's been doing since he got back from, uh, those injuries, pressing, you know, jacking up bad shots last season, not playing, uh, two summers ago, uh, because he was scared of, uh, hurting his, his legs again. And think about where he was at the beginning of last season, right? When he was talking trash to Devin Booker and just kind of out of sorts. And now he looks like he's playing within himself. Obviously, we all know it's contract year. Uh, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, personally, I think it'll get done somehow, some way, despite, like, chattered recently that they're far apart in terms of numbers. But that was just good to see. And if this were last season, they missed that shot. He misses that, you know what I mean? And they lose this game. They've been on the road, and if you think about, some of the games that they lost last season, there were games where early on, early on in the season, they were games that you thought that they would just win, that they would eventually, if they were close, they would kind of will it to win, or they would just get just enough luck to win. And they lost those last year. And now uh, in a game like this, you know, it's one of those where maybe last season, they lose this one and they shake their heads and they ask, themselves what went wrong, because honestly, there was a bit of a letdown. It just shows you how good De'Aaron Fox is, I guess, nowadays, because they're at home. Uh, Fox is out for the game, so it kind of felt like they got a little, you know, they took the foot off the gas to some extent. Uh, You know, looking at the Kings, I've said that after that uh, preseason and that first game this year, it's like okay, the Warriors are better than the Kings. The Warriors have improved more than the Kings. And I think the Warriors know that. You know, like if they kind of treat the Kings at this point a little bit like that little brother that you won't let beat you. And I think the Warriors are in the Kings' heads. Uh, but the Kings are good. They'll get there as they're young and whatnot. But I just think that the Warriors are, uh, you know, if they're healthy they're better but in this one you know i give the kings credit for fighting back overall though you know this is just another you know stash away a win they're four and one like i said and i'm just you know (laughs) enjoying watching this team play like go about their business professionally right there's no Nonsense there's no off court chatter that actually means anything you know like things come up but you just kind of like yeah you know we we as fans have been through worse and seen worse with this team so i'm not thinking too hard about that it's nice to see the warriors having legitimate nba players up and down their rotation and you're not seeing Anthony Lamb out there. Uh, I like Ty Jerome, but, you know, you're not seeing Ty Jerome out there. And the Warriors can go pretty deep right now, and you feel good about it. And it's also good that Steve Kerr is choosing to play those NBA players, meaning Jonathan Kaminga and uh, Moses Moody, because, you know, those guys are making mistakes. But, hey, this is the time to make them, and they're looking good. They're showing obvious flashes of having impacts in the game and I think that when you look at the fact that they're winning and you know they're still making some of these mistakes you can you can play through those right as long as you're winning so I think this game was actually pretty pretty huge right like 4 and 1 sounds way better than 3 and 2 so early on but also remember, they started last season on the road as well uh, for a bunch of games. They started at home for a couple of games and they went on the road and went 0-5, right? 0-5 on the road. And it was all just disaster after that. And again, a big part of that was because their mojo was off. I know Clay in postgame uh, interviews said that the chemistry wasn't bad last year, but Hey, you know, that's cool. <laughs> uh, we all know that's not necessarily true. Clay is a, uh, an optimistic guy and he's like, seems like a good dude. I don't know the dude personally, of course, but like, seems like a good dude. And we'll be like, eh, you know, I get along with everybody type thing. So, you know, context is everything. Also, I just want to talk about some of those, uh, doubts and chatter, all that chatter over the summer about can Draymond and Chris Paul play together and talked about this a little bit, but come on, man. You know, all that was just because there's nothing else to say. It was just hot takes, bored people talking, nothing to uh write about or, or talk about on podcasts. But I mean let's face it, like if those dudes were younger, maybe, and they had legitimate beef, but they don't. You they are old heads in their mid to late thirties who are basketball savants, basketball geniuses, uh, they're businessmen and they know what they want. They want to win a title, right? So they would figure it out eventually. And a lot of it has to do with Chris Paul being willing to come off the bench. Everybody makes it a big deal, like coming off the bench, but Hey, you know, I'm glad that he was willing to, but it's pretty clear that it makes the most sense for this squad as is and i've talked about it and one of the biggest uh stories is the fact that he makes the second unit that much better you can plug in almost anyone with them one of my favorite lineups is when they have the second unit out there and they kind of start bringing back the starters and you have uh clay thompson and And Chris Paul backcourt, you know, Clay comes back in for Moses Moody. And that's just fun for me, you know what I mean? Just because it's like, wow, you've never really seen uh, Clay play with, like, a pure point guard like that, right? I mean, obviously, like, Steph is Steph. But it's almost like, oh, wow, in another universe, this is how NBA teams used to be structured, right? It's kind of like how Chris Paul played with Devin Booker. And not saying that anything crazy has happened with that, but I'm just like, wow, wow that's uh, I'm looking forward to watching these rotations as the season goes. Right. Because last season, <laughs> as soon as Anthony Lamb would get on the court, I would groan. Right. And be like, why are you playing him? As soon as Jermichael Green would get on the court, it's like, oh, come on. Why are you playing him? And a lot of that was because the Warriors were not playing well. They were in uh, a hole for so much of last season record-wise and in games and of course the the vibes were just terrible speaking of last season you know I always say that I will peek in on uh James Wiseman and Jordan Poole James Wiseman man he finally got into a game he is out of the rotation for the most part but Jalen Durden uh had to sit with some kind of injury or something and I looked at the box score and Wiseman had played two minutes and had three fouls and two points, and I was like, "Oh, come on, dude! Uh, it's rough. It's rough for him. I'm still pulling for the dude. I, I mean, he just had such a terrible set of circumstances in his first few years in this league. And then uh, I, I watched some of the game, and, and you know, at the end of the day, he played six minutes, had uh, four fouls and four points, and it's tough. It's tough. That was his opportunity, but. You know, when you're playing behind Duren, Isaiah Stewart's out there. You got, um, what's his name, Bagley even ahead of you. And then you have just a bunch of lottery picks, a ton of lottery picks out on that squad who are looking to make a name for themselves. And some of them are trying to secure that next contract, right? So Wiseman is competing against dudes all the time, And it's probably not the best situation for him, right? And, you know, my buddy Aaron in Toronto said on uh, our Discord server, he was like, you know, maybe the best thing for this dude is to get out of the NBA, play somewhere else, and just make a name for himself somewhere, some other country, some other league, and then come back once he has his game and his confidence back together. Who knows? But it's a shame because I love what Trace Jackson Davis is doing for the Warriors. Sure, he may not be as, quote unquote, physically gifted as James Wiseman was coming into the league. But the dude played four years, as we know, averaged 20 and 10 at Indiana uh, his senior year. And he just seems to have... A better nose for the ball as a rebounder. His hands seem more consistent. I never thought Wiseman had bad hands, but he just was jittery. And even though he, uh, Trace Jackson Davis is shorter than Wiseman, I mean, Wiseman always was like, you know, Lifting weights had muscle and whatever, but he never used his strength. He was a scrawny dude who put on muscle. Whereas I just think Trace Jackson Davis, he kind of just plays like more like a, a grown man, <laughs> and uses his his weight, his instincts, and he just plays. He just plays better instincts on defense. Doesn't get a ton of fouls. He does get you know BS rookie calls, uh, but it's a it's something where I'm like, hey, I wonder, I wonder though, if Chris Paul had Wiseman on this team what would that look like right I mean not to go too deep into the what ifs at this point in the season but you know he probably would have made him look better but I think there's still in terms of fit TJD seems like a honestly better bet especially when you're looking at salary cap right the guy's a number 57 pick whereas Wiseman was still uh, a number 2 pick so you know We know what choice they made and the choice to go with Gary Payton, the choice to keep Draymond, all that stuff. Obviously, looks like it's paying off nicely. Jordan Poole, man, (laughs) that guy is getting as much as he wants. But uh, again, I'm pulling for that dude because I want to see if he can evolve his game. But man, when your best players are Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma, basically like maybe at best third or fourth best players on a contending team, right? That is, that is rough. That is rough. It it reminds me of the late nineties warriors when you had like all these role players who were basically trying to be the best players on, on an NBA team. I mean, my buddy Jose, he pointed out that Chris Paul against the Kings, eight assists, zero turnovers, Jordan Poole, His averages on this very young season so far, three assists, four turnovers. That is the difference right now, right? That is the difference. There's a lot of other changes that are helping out, but that is a huge difference because the Warriors starters against the Kings were, meh, you know, like I said, didn't come in really clicking, but, but, but. That second unit eventually, in the second half especially, uh started creating some separation, creating some space. And there you go. You know, stabilize. So uh we all know that's a huge help for Steph, for the starters. I mean, man, Steph can save his energy. <laughs> he can just go out there, be fresher, do what he does. Mentally, it's not as taxing to have to always be the savior of the team, but so it goes, so it goes. Anyway, uh, I guess the in-season tournament starts Friday. That's cool, <laughs> I guess. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, that's all I got for now. All right, well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick e. Pino or at Oakland Warriors check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen the Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and if you're so inclined please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple podcasts and if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show